The Facts and Friends podcast is brought to you by people like you. More and more, corporate America is taking over the podcast scene, and your support helps stave off a complete takeover. Please take a moment to share the podcast with your friends and followers via social media or word of mouth. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for helping out. It really does mean a lot. I dare anybody to stand up and try to cancel me. Today, I stand very proud with the bachelor's and master's degree, all New York educated, Baruch College and NYU for my MBA. My heritage is Jewish. I've always identified as Jewish. I was raised a practicing Catholic. I think I've gone through this. I've always joked with friends and circles, even with in the campaign, I'd say, guys, I'm Jewish. Remember, I was raised Catholic. My mom was a 9-11 survivor. Mm. She was in the South Tower, um, and she made it out. No, my parents were both down there uh, the day of the attacks, and uh, fortunately, none of them passed at the Pulse nightclub in Orlando in 2016, which I happened to, at the time, have people that worked for me in the club. We, my company at the time, we lost four employees. I'm not a fraud. I'm not a, a criminal. You're listening to Facts and Friends. Welcome to this Kid's Guide to Why Mike Huckabee is a Corrupt Lying Prick trying to groom you and your friends episode of the facts and friends podcast. That seems very specific. More on that later. <laughs> my name is Tino and joining me this week is my friend and co-host. Most of you know him best as that creepy middle-aged man who, who needs a minute before he stands up after watching Justin Herbert play a few downs. Uh, it's, it's Judson. Hello, Judson. Hi, Tino. We had a nice long talk about Justin Herbert after the show last week. It and was, Trevor Lawrence. And Trevor Lawrence. It was, dare I say, homoerotic. <laughs> you, you can say that if you choose. I can neither confirm nor deny such a conversation. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Excellent. <laughs> How are you? I'm okay. You know, Saturdays are, 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 are rough days for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the news just keeps breaking. Well, I thought it was a slow news week, really. But uh, we'll be damned if we talk about that manufactured gas stove controversy. <laughs> We're way more interested in talking about gas bags. Okay. Who might I be referring to, Judson? Well, Rush Limbaugh's dead, so not that one. How long has he been sober now? <laughs> I don't know. Over, over a year? Well over, I think, a year. Yeah. I feel like we celebrated. I mean, you know, privately acknowledged the anniversary. We don't celebrate people's death. Celebrated was definitely the wrong word, even if it captured the spirit best. We acknowledged it in our own special respectfully way. Respectfully acknowledged it in a private I wouldn't say that either. No, I wouldn't say respectfully. <laughs> I would say we acknowledged it in the way that Rush Limbaugh deserved to be acknowledged. You were coming up on two years, actually. Almost two years now. February 17th, just in case anyone wants to check or privately acknowledge such a date. Well, Justin, going into show prep for this episode, there was one person I really didn't want to have to talk about. Oh, I know who that was. There, wait, <laughs> actually, now that we've talked about Rush Limbaugh, there were two. <laughs> one living person, one deceased yeah. relatively recently. But I guess we're going to be talking about both of them because sorry, George Santos is quickly becoming to season three what Ricky Schroeder's testicles were <laughs> to season two. Whoa, now. We never claimed to have any job other than making some jizz for Ricky to splatter all over his free Kyle Rittenhouse posters. Oh, God. Oh, not those guys. Look, I just meant that Santos is haunting the show so far in season three, much like you two did last season. And like you, we want him to go away. Please. I would play a door shutting, but I don't think testicles use doors. Yeah, I got nothing. I don't, I don't know. I, <laughs> use your imagination. They're gone. <laughs> a whir, it's like a whirlwind, some sort of whirlwind sound. Exunt Ricky Schroeder's <laughs> testicles, and we'll play some sort of sound effect. <laughs> Sadly, there's just too much new insanity unearthed each week to ignore George Santos. Each week, every day. Every day. Yeah, it is every day. But we, we're a <laughs> weekly show, so. Yeah. Well, I don't know where to start, really. So I was thinking maybe you could just pick a category from our George Santos or whatever his name is game board. All right. Oh, like Jeopardy style? A little bit like Jeopardy. Yeah. Okay, sure. Here are the categories um, from which you can choose. Sure. Charity fraud. <laughs> More 9-11 mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's a drag. 
and who you gonna call? I don't know what that one's about. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with more 9-11 mom for 200. Okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna pay you. So well, just, okay. That, that part of Jeopardy's not involved in this. <laughs> so not exactly like Jeopardy. Understood. Not quite. Okay. All right. So in our season three premiere, we talked about seemingly competing claims by Santos that his mother died in the 9-11 attacks yep. and then that she died in 2016. Right. And possibly is still alive and secretly secretly alive somewhere. Right. But you, in, in sort of rushing to George Santos's defense. <laughs> that is how I would describe me. Yes. <laughs> you first tried to explain that he might have two moms. And I'm just saying it's a possible scenario right he he doesn't okay well and then you put forward this possibility that he might not be lying because <laughs> his mother died 15 years later it took a long time to die of an illness <laughs> caused by 9-11 sure yes it turns out judson you might have been right about the second theory i don't know that right is the correct way to phrase that Embattled New York Republican George Santos has long claimed his mother was present at the World Trade Center on 9-11. She was in the South Tower, um, and she made it out. She got caught up in the ash cloud. My mom fought cancer till her death. Okay, so based on that, it sounds like what he meant to say was that she got cancer from whatever happened during 9-11 and eventually died in 2016. It sounds like Santos may be one of our valued listeners and just <laughs> took to heart my possible solution to the paradox that he had given I us. I am starting to suspect that you guys are kind of tight <laughs> on the DL. <laughs> you like to coming to his defense constantly. <laughs> I, I don't get it. All right, Judson. Where in New York do you think his mom was during 9-11? The first tower, the second tower, Yankee Stadium... New Jersey. That's close. Okay. Let's find out. Newly uncovered immigration records obtained by CNN appear to contradict his repeated claim. The records indicate <laughs> Santos's mother, Fatima Devolder, said she was in Brazil between 1999 and 2003, and not in New York City during the terrorist attacks in 2001. Okay. This is very easy to explain. Oh, okay. Uh, go ahead. Please explain it. Well, she had to tell them that because she had obviously been working undercover for the CIA and she had come to the United oh, States boy. and so she couldn't blow her cover so she had oh, to she did the 9-11 no 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 she's no. the one she was trying to stop everyone it, knows Tino. jet fuel can't <laughs> melt she was trying to stop it but she just it was the mission was it failed it, it, it's it's a sad sad story I, I don't know man I I knew from the moment that you started talking about this that whatever the story he gave us it was gonna be a lie there are competing lies oh of course there are they're all that's that's how he operates Tell as many lies as possible about as many things as possible, and nobody has time to fact check all of them. And hey, look, I know the air contamination around Ground Zero had far-reaching effects, but I'm not sure they quite reached all the way to South America. That does seem like a stretch. What particularly bothers me about that that lie, I mean, it's it's practically stolen valor, right? Like, you think about all of the, the first responders who are, are literally dying, have died and are dying now from those cancers and things. are you talking about the ones that the republicans voted not to give health care funding for it, exactly those same ones the, yes. oh okay okay so, so i'm not saying that it's out of character for the gop to take advantage of those people and to to piss all over their sacrifice no that that seems perfectly in line with what they've done it just really bothers me i'm right there with that's you. all all right let's pick another category okay well since we're already on happy fun times let's go with uh charity fraud for three thousand dollars that's the daily double <laughs> and not because you get more money remember you don't get any money zero dollars yeah. it's the daily double because this story isn't only about charity fraud it's also about navy vet dog murder that's right god why am i laughing tino today santos is denying an accusation that he swindled a homeless disabled navy veteran out of $3,000 that had been raised to save the life of the vet's beloved dying service dog, Sapphire. Point of order, Jake Tapper. Point of order. He swindled a bunch of people on GoFundMe for $3,000 and then just didn't give it to the disabled Navy veteran. That's very fair. Just want to be clear. I also want to be clear. You do know Jake Tapper's not actually here, right? <laughs> did, you, <laughs> did you have some scotch before recording, Judson? No scotch, but I, I may be have started ahead of you. Uh-oh. Everything's fine, Tino. It's okay. So this down-in-his-luck <laughs> Navy vet named Rich 
Ostoff, not to be confused with my bay, Senator John Ossoff. Ossoff, sure. This vet lived in a tent with his dog, Sapphire. And the dog seemed to be pretty much his whole life. So this dog gets, poor Sapphire gets a cancerous tumor that requires surgery. And Ostoff can't afford it. So someone connects him with Santos, who promises to help him. I'd like to find out who that person was. I would too. I would love to find (laughs) out who that person is. Santos then sets up a GoFundMe page for for the dog surgery. And he raises about... $3,000. $3,000. Let's hear about what happened from the actual victim, Rich Ostoff. Not the dog, Rich Ostoff. Right, right. The dog is dead. Sure. Santos uh, decided that he did not want me to use my local vet. Uh, he wanted me to use his vets in Long Island or Queens. I even was dumb enough to give him my, my bank account and my routing number because he said he was going to put the money right into my account. Never happened. That was when I started smelling something fishy. Wow. Yeah. That's some Nigerian prince level shit right there. It sure is. And as if that weren't bad enough, and it is. <laughs> it's definitely bad enough. Santos also had uh, an um, interesting strategy to maximize donations. And I also knew him as uh, Anthony Zabrowski. He used Zabrowski for his uh, Friends of Pets United, his, um, uh, his GoFundMe. And he would say, oh, well, you know, the, the Jews will give more if you're a Jew. So when he said he was Jew-ish, is that what he was talking about? He pretended to be a Jew on GoFundMe? That's the Jew-ish? I mean, I think that qualifies as Jew-ish. Oh my God. But I don't think that's what he meant when he said he was Jewish. Wow. The person you just heard talking was Santos's former roommate uh, chatting with Anderson Cooper on CNN. And not to get us off course, but in prepping for the segment, I saw that this former roommate was all over the news outlets this week, giving interview after interview. Lots of them. Yeah. Now I want you to listen to these three introductions for him on three different programs. Okay. Oh, no. We spoke to the roommate. His name is Gregory Morey. His former roommate, Gregory Morey Parker, joins us now. Joining us now, a one-time friend and roommate of his, of his uh, Gregory Morey Parker. So at least three different versions of this name. <laughs> is it fucking <laughs> contagious? It's the two of them together. They're in cahoots. Oh, it might be. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was waiting for, like, Gregory Morey DeVolder. <laughs> That is sus. That is very sus. A little bit, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Santos is calling the vet's claims untrue. Here's Don Lemon explaining that to Mr. Ostoff. George Santos refused the claim. This is what he told me, okay? He says, I have no clue what he is talking about. And the crazy part is that anyone that knows me knows that I'd go to hell and back for a dog and especially a veteran. Well, then go to hell. He said, he said, go to hell and he'd go to hell and back. Well, then go to hell, George. And nobody else should ever have to go through that. I almost killed myself when that dog died. That's why I'm here. I don't want him to be able to do this again. Yeah, I agree. What do you think, Judson? Is this going to be the one that brings him down? No. Think about it. Not only is Santos being accused of stealing money from a poor military veteran that had been raised to save the vet's sick dog, the center of this vet's world, the dog died. Yeah. And as Luca Magnata will tell you, the internet will have your head if you fuck with pets. <laughs> the internet might, but the Republican Party doesn't give a shit. As long as Anthony George DeVolder Santos sticks to his story that he loves pets and vets, they will not turn on him. Despite all evidence to the contrary. Despite all evidence to the contrary. Yes, indeed. Well, finally, Oslov had a couple closing questions for Santos DeVolder. That's what I'm just calling him now because I don't know what his name is. Do you have a heart? Do you have a soul? And he probably would lie about that. Fair. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree. Well, we have two more categories, Judson. Two more on the board. Okay. What will it be next? Uh, Let's go with uh, that's a drag because that was a fucking drag. (laughs) Excellent choice, Judson. Tonight, new details about Republican George Santos's double life. Santos, who has lied about everything from his education to his ancestry and so much more, now denying reports that he once performed as a drag queen in Brazil. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I'm, I'm confused. Would that not be a triple life? Like we're talking about <laughs> the candidate, the person, and now the drag person. This is at least the third. You're right. That's a great yeah, point. I don't, I don't think it's a double life. I mean, I, I get what she's going for, but yeah, I feel like we've miscounted. Even here. three might be low (laughs) it's entirely possible we don't really have any clarity on exactly what falls into what silo here so because you've got the jewish side too right so (laughs) right well we just figured out where that came from 
But this drag thing seems like a non-story. Well, at least it would be. It, if, if he weren't a Republican. Right. If one, he wasn't in the GOP who are actively at war with the drag community. And two, yeah. he wasn't adamantly denying the claim. Despite. In response to the multiple stories and photographs and now video depicting his life as drag alter ego Katara Ravash in Brazil, Santos tweeted this. I got to say, though, just before you read it, that's a really good drag name. You think? I think. I th- I mean, I'm not like in the, the scene, but I feel like that's a Katara Ravash. That's a good name. What does it mean? I have no idea, but it just sounds good, doesn't it? The way you said it was excellent. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just the way you said it. Maybe it's not so good when he says it. Maybe I should have a job introducing drag queens. That would be awesome. You should look into that. <laughs> it didn't stand out to me as a particularly great drag name. But you prefer the puns probably, don't you? Like the sort of wordplay. I think I enjoy the, the wordplay. Uh, drag names. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. That's that's definitely that's definitely a style. I like that too. What would your drag name be? I don't know. I that's I, that's a very personal question, Tina. I'm sure there's an online <laughs> quiz that tells you. <laughs> Probably is. It's like uh, a street you grew up on and the last thing you ate, or something like that, right? Sure. So what's uh, Brooke M and M's? Brooke M and M's. I would be uh, Lynn Buffalo Mac and Cheese. <laughs> I think Katara Ravash is better. Sorry. What, what if I say it this way? And now, here's Brooke Eminem. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Okay. All right. Well, Santos, tweeted, in response to the story, Santos tweeted this. The most recent obsession from the media claiming that I am a drag queen or, quote, performed as a drag queen is categorically false. The media continues to make outrageous claims about my life when I am working to deliver results. I will not be distracted or phased by this. Okay, I have a question, Judson. Go ahead, yeah. Is the media another alias he uses? (laughs) Because (laughs) someone has definitely been making outrageous claims about his life, but that someone is him. That's a good point. Nothing he said was accurate, and probably up to and including that he was a drag queen categorically false yeah sure it is there's a good chance this whole running for congress thing was just kind of a scam to begin with much like our last president i think it's absurd that devolder would even bother denying the accusation because the photos are everywhere you said there are videos now yeah video it's clearly him multiple people can corroborate the story yeah it's it's not like it's like one person and there's like a like a a a sort of lookalike person it's like multiple angles multiple video multiple images and multiple witnesses saying they knew him as this person i guess it just doesn't matter when you're in the party that is made attacking drag queens and drag shows the core issue so you have to push back he absolutely has to there's no he has no choice because they will definitely get rid of him if he were to admit that that was true okay so now i think i was wrong about stealing the dog surgery money and letting the dog die being the story that would bring him down if anything it's this one oh for sure yeah i mean remember madison cawthorn could get away with anything but the minute a photo of him in women's lingerie showed up he was toast Yep, and that video, your favorite. (laughs) Okay, have you ever dressed up in drag, Judson? I don't think... Tell the truth. Tell the truth. I don't... I I don't... I'm trying to think. I don't think I have. Definitely not like... No, I don't think so. Uh, I'm not opposed to it, but I... I am opposed to you dressing in drag. (laughs) And there's good reason for that, yes. (laughs) Yes. I hit puberty early and hard. Okay. And so I have had, like, way too much leg hair for a drag queen for a very long time. And I'm not really into shaving my legs, so... I have, just once. And I'm pretty sure I shaved my legs. You should, that's what I'm saying. I'm not into it. I I could do that, but I'm just not... It's not... Well, it was for this uh, event at college. It was a a debutante ball, and uh, all the attendees, regardless of gender, had to dress sort of as debutantes in gowns and heels and makeup. Very egalitarian. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I like it. I was not a pretty woman, and I probably swallowed, like, at least three press-on nails that night. (laughs) They just just kept falling into my drink. (laughs) I'm sure I got pretty drunk, and, like, the nails just kept falling (laughs) off, and at least I didn't choke. That's that's good. That that is good. All right. Well, we got to move along. <laughs> we should. <laughs> so to wrap this up, there are yet new calls for Santos to step down. Right, as as there should be. Pet owners everywhere. And new today, a group calling themselves the Concerned Citizens of New York 03 has issued an open letter to House Speaker Kevin McCarthy calling on him to pressure Santos to resign. And McCarthy, ever the political genius, acted promptly by 
Wait, am I reading this wrong? Quentin Santos on two committees. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's what it says here. So I'm sure that's what it says, because that's what he did. Oh, shit. <laughs> the uh, small business and uh, something else. Science, space, and technology. Oh, right. The one I like. Yeah, that's great. Well, Judson, I bet you've been wondering this whole time why I kept the notes for this segment a secret from you. I have been wondering. As you know... This is the third straight week we've been covering Santos de Volder and his ever-growing web of lies. Right. And our listeners actually wrote in to point out some hypocrisy on our part. Uh-oh. Oh, really, on your part. Uh-oh. I did some looking into their claims, and what I found was, was pretty oh, shocking. No. <laughs> it started innocently enough when you took credit for attending a prestigious institution of higher learning that you never attended. Most of you know him as a proud alumnus of the George Washingham School of Speech and Language Pathology. <laughs> George Washington was... <laughs> it's Judson. Hello, Judson. Hi, Tino. <laughs> but that little fib soon grew into lie upon lie. Whether it was about holding high-profile club presidencies... Most of you know him as the founder and president of the Victoria Jackson fan club. It's Judson. Oh, Hello, Judson. Son of a bitch. <laughs> or owning various businesses. Most of you know him best as the owner of Sean Hannity's go-to vape store. It's Judson. <laughs> and the phony jobs he held, including... It's Hunter Biden's computer repairman. It's <laughs> Madison Cawthorn's chief penmanship advisor. <gasps> lead art and concept designer for the Trump digital trading cards as Herschel Walker's now unemployed campaign manager, image coach, and werewolf handler, the Jewish space laser operator, third shift. <laughs> third shift? God damn it. <laughs> but, but I know him as Judson. Hello, Judson. Hi, Tino. Where is the space laser? Where in space exactly is it? I'm really not at liberty to say. Okay. I, I, must be a hell of a community. As the third shift, I'm not privy to such information. <laughs> <laughs> and he even claimed to be Barack Obama. I did? My friend and co-host, President Barack Obama. Uh, how you doing? <laughs> that's your Barack Obama. That's, that's the best I got. It's the best I got. I am dumbfounded, Judson. <laughs> Honestly. I had forgotten the Obama one. I definitely phoned in the Walker thing, though. Honestly, the listeners and I... Really just have one question for you. Do you have a heart? <laughs> Do you have a soul? And you probably would lie about that. We'll be right back. It's just two questions, really. My name is Robot Chris, and joining me this week is the human flesh bag you call Jedson. Hello, Jedson. My name is Tino, and with me this week, as always, is my friend and co-host. Most of you know him as a rejected menu item at Shea Army Hammer. <laughs> it's Judson. <laughs> Most of you know him as the other guy who only recently learned it's not okay to say fag. It's Judson. <laughs> Hello, Judson. <laughs> With me, as always, is my friend and Zoom call stealth masturbation expert, Judson. Well, I, I, I feel attacked. <laughs> Most of you know him as a guy whose father is currently and literally shitting his pants in the livestock aisle at PetSmart. The man behind the fur hat and face paint, Chewbacca himself. If we were a video podcast, you'd see he's wearing not one, but two not vaccinated Stars of David patches on his chest. Most of you know him as a madman, a racist, sexist pig. What? That fucking lunatic and a corrupt motherfucker. It's <laughs> Judson. Hello, Judson. I'm, I'm ready to offer my resignation whenever you want, Tina. <laughs> very sorry. That's very un-GOP of you. It is. <laughs> Just deny it. Just deny it. I'll get back to you on the resignation. Okay, sure. I'm not entirely opposed. <laughs> um, but for now, let's talk about the Dunning-Kruger-McCarthy house. Oh, good. They stumbled forward this week as they started handing out committee assignments. We talked about a couple 
Already? Yeah. Can we just start calling it the DKM house? Sure. There's like Dunning-Kruger-McCarthy just all together. I'm going to forget what that means, but yes, we should do that. I'll remind you. Okay, good. What's striking about some of these assignments is the sheer number of borderline traitors to the U.S. Constitution that now sit on some of the most powerful committees in Congress. And how many of them are not really borderline? (laughs) I knew when I wrote that. Like, (laughs) Judson is going to object to borderline. (laughs) I almost put it in the notes, but then I I wanted it to be natural. And it it was. Uh Hopefully. (laughs) Hopefully, though, with all the time they'll need to devote to their new committees, They'll still have time to incite insurrection and or endorse violence against or the murder of their congressional colleagues. I'm pretty sure they will. Okay. (laughs) They have their priorities, Tino. Priorities, right? Of course, you know, we expected this, right? When when Kevin McCarthy made so many critical concessions to the furthest right of his party. Absolutely. We knew we knew this was coming. Right. But as it turns out, Justin, I was wrong about Chip Roy now having legal custody of Kevin McCarthy's testicles. Apparently, the arrangement is more that of a joint custody. Uh, so members of the treason caucus sort of pass them around. Yeah, exactly. World's worst circle jerk. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I do not use the term, quote unquote, freedom caucus to describe the treason caucus. I use treason caucus. Sure. I, I thought I, I kind of brainstormed some other things to call them, like the free dumb caucus. Right, but, mm, right. I, I like treason, treason caucus. Treason is more uh, apropos. Right. Here's something that you may not know. McCarthy actually signaled (laughs) that the House might reserve some of their time not obsessing over Hunter Biden's dick (laughs) to look into expunging the former guy's impeachment record. Did you hear about this? I did. I did hear that quote. Yes. So at a press conference, he told reporters that was something that they'd take a look at. Um, For the record, that has never been done or even tried in the history of the nation. I don't know how you would even go about that. We're just going to like, you're going to like pass a bill that the current president is not going to sign. That's going to be like, oh, we, we take it back. Yeah. I I would assume it'd be like a house resolution that wouldn't go to the Senate or the president. What legal binding does it have? It doesn't do anything. None. it's yeah, it's like none. It's like the time I uh for graduation my mom got me um uh the the flag that flew over homophobic the, curtains. The, the the South Carolina State House. It's a fav- her favorite gift to give people <laughs> on the day that I graduated. Housewarming, birthdays, <laughs> weddings, bar mitzvahs. So there's like a res- I have like a resolution that goes along with the flag that the South Carolina State House passed and so I have all that. I mean, aside from being a nice gift for my mom, it doesn't mean anything. Like it does they could have written anything on that piece of paper and it would have no no legal weight. It would it right. would be something for Trump to put up in one of his just like next to his fake time covers and pretend like this is what actually happened. There are differing opinions as to whether or not this can be done at all. Uh, one legal scholar, Gerard Magliocca from uh, Indiana University, cited the failure of the Senate to convict as grounds for a new Congress to expunge the, the impeachment that was passed by the previous one. But um, Joshua Chaffetz of Georgetown, better school, disagrees <laughs> because the impeachment had an effect outside the House, namely causing the Senate to hold a trial. Right. Sure. I mean, it had it which had means it couldn't they couldn't contain the expungement. You couldn't, yeah, you couldn't just pretend like it didn't happen. There still would be record of a right. trial. That occurred right. in the Senate. I, I mean, we've never right. successfully impeached a president, right? Convicted, I mean. No. But there have been multiple impeachments, and none of them just get to pretend like that didn't happen. Well, it'll be fun to see them try. It'll be something we'll have to watch, that's for sure. Now, of course, still on the House, we hit the debt ceiling last Thursday, meaning the Fed is now undertaking extraordinary measures to make sure that we can keep paying our debts. Right. They're not so extraordinary, to be honest. At this point, they're not, but they're going to get more extraordinary, I think. Yeah, it is a serious problem, and the rights created it all by itself. So the clock is now ticking on a potential global recession come mid-June if Congress doesn't act. Right. I think there are at least, I said, here it says there are two things you can count on from the right, but there are more than that. <laughs> These two things you can count on from the right, political grandstanding and not knowing how anything works. Take it to the bank, yep. <laughs> Refusing to raise the debt ceiling is not a cost-saving measure. It doesn't do anything. Yeah, it, no. it doesn't save. We've already spent the money. money. Yeah, the money is spent. It's paying what we already owe. I'd go out on a limb and say that you and I both agree that there's room for the government to spend more responsibly. Absolutely. And that's what the budget process is for. Not what the debt ceiling is for. But as with most issues, they are relying on the chronic ignorance of their base. And speaking of chronic ignorance. Ooh, is it MTG? going to send something to the Senate um, to make it to Joe Biden's desk to be signed. And we want to make sure that we have things in there that we have to have. I, for right. one, will not sign a clean uh, bill raising the debt, the debt limit. 
You sure won't. You, you're not the president. You don't sign bills, ma'am. <laughs> I'm. This may be hard for you to hear, but and she is a big listener. That's not the job you ran for. Sorry, not not sorry. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not fucking sorry. She doesn't get to sign bills, and she doesn't fucking know how anything works. I'm not sorry. Well, she does control the gazpacho police, though, and she's worried about Jewish space lasers. I'm sorry. No, she took that back because she was just taken in by things she'd seen on the internet. Maybe just hot take here. Maybe if you're taken in by things you see on the internet like that, you shouldn't be in Congress. So now you're kicking like 40 people out of Congress. At least, at least half. I think I, 200 people, Democrats too. Like I'm, I, anybody who has been scammed by a Nigerian prince or given their uh, banking information to George Santos. I'm sorry to that veteran, but like you shouldn't Why are you be attacking con- veterans. You, you shouldn't, now? you shouldn't be in Congress. I'm sorry. He's not in Congress. His dog died. I'm saying he shouldn't be in the future. That's all. What is wrong with you? <laughs> of all the people you could throw under the bus during that attack. I just have a that- bare minimum that I, of competency that I would like in terms of not getting scammed. And, and that falls below it. So you heard it here, folks. <laughs> what George Santos defending Judson is doing is now attacking the vet who went after George Santos. This is totally the playbook. Judson, I'm starting to think you're a double agent. I really am. Especially after after all that lying we just witnessed in the last segment. Yes, that was definitely me lying a lot. Yes. <laughs> if I think is I'm mostly it's only all one you. Talking. Just keep talking. <laughs> I expected you to object more, and I sort of had something in my back pocket uh, okay. to counter that, but you didn't. So I'm glad. <laughs> Save that for later. Breaking news. Uh oh. All right, this is actual breaking news. Um, normally, we just play that as a joke, but uh, uh, as I had already finished all the show notes, it was we we're actually 15 minutes late to record when I saw this story come across my feed. Investigators have seized more classified documents from Biden's home. Oh, Jesus Christ. So they conducted a 13 hour search of Biden's home on Friday, and we're just learning about it Saturday night. They found more. Um, this is, uh, as the Times reports, uh, this is a remarkable event, the search of a sitting president's home by federal agents, but it was at the invitation of his lawyers. Sure. They found six more items with classified markings, including some documents from his time as senator and others from his time as vice president. Those documents were taken by investigators along with the surrounding materials. Uh, this is according to Biden's attorney, Bob Bauer. Okay. What are your thoughts? I, I, I don't see anything that, rises to the level of like actively actively transporting them trying to hide them and any of that still this seems like a as it was before probably filing error by someone maybe there's more to it than that i'm sure they'll investigate and if there is yep so be it but it just sounds like he's been in politics for a long time and sometimes these documents apparently are not well handled. And I think that's probably true for everyone and if trump had given those back in the first place and not spent a year trying to not give them back there wouldn't be a story do you think if they executed a search on george bush or barack obama that they would find classified documents i think it's certainly possible i don't i don't i mean i don't know i think it's likely yeah exactly i don't i don't and i don't think that makes it right it's not right but yeah at the end of the day who whose responsibility is it to track those documents i guess is my question it's the it's president's staff or it's it's sorry it's the politician staff's responsibility right but ultimate responsibility lies well, with responsibility for there being a fuck up is the responsibility of the person in charge i get that right but like you have to at some point rely on the people below you to do their jobs competently and if we're finding out now that they had not done those things competently. There should be consequences for that, potentially, for, for anyone involved in the chain there. I think that's fine. I think the consequences in this case should be relatively minor, unless these documents were somehow super important confidential documents and not just run-of-the-mill day-to-day stuff. It, 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 when we're looking at I don't. we don't have any insight into what the documents are don't. they found no, from Biden. No, we, we do not. Whereas we do have some knowledge uh, or some rumored knowledge about what was in Trump's documents, right? Nuclear Nuc- secrets. Nuclear secrets in some cases, it sounded like. <laughs> I don't know what Biden had. Maybe he also had nuclear secrets. I, 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 maybe that's the case. 
I'm guessing that's not it. So that moves the needle for you, though. I, I think what is contained in the documents does have some bearing. Okay. Uh, but really, the, the real difference for me still comes down to how the situations were handled by the people in charge. Trump tried to cover it up and refused to give them back until they- And lied about and it. And lied about it. And all the things that he's done. Right. Whereas Biden's team, when they found them, as far as we know anyway, immediately turned them over, invited them in to come get to come search again and find more. Can I stop you right there, though? Absolutely, sure. Because this is something that bothers me, and it doesn't really speak to the legal issues here, Okay, but just competence, general competence. If I'm the head of your legal team, before I invite the feds to do a search, <laughs> I conduct my own search. That's a fair point. With my own team. Yeah. And then turn over any documents found so that when the feds come, they don't find anything because that looks infinitely worse. It, uh, agreed. Agreed. So that bugged me a lot. I, and I don't know, like, you know, the timing and maybe this being the invitation of Biden's legal team is more like a face saving thing. It's not really at the invitation. They just let them say that. Maybe I'm taking, I just take, I'm taking them at their word that yeah, they invited absolutely. them. And, and that's all we can really do at this point. Right. Right. I think I'm a little bit more alarmed than you are. Just a, that we keep finding more documents. This I was complaining early in the week. If you recall, like how is this Biden thing still a story? Cause nothing new would happen. Right. Right. And now yet something else new has happened. Sure. So it, it concerns me that the trickle isn't stopping. Yeah, that's a, that's a problem. That's for sure. At least at the very least, an optics problem. That's definitely an issue because there's plenty of dumb people out there who are going to see these two situations as, as equivalent and sort of then either get absolutely irate about Biden when they didn't give a shit about Trump or uh, are going to dismiss what Trump did as somehow less than it was because Biden did the same thing, they think. I'm hoping this isn't still in the news next week, but it just broke as we were recording and it seemed like something that we needed to at least address. Clearly topical, for sure. <laughs> you can, <laughs> no jokes. I don't think we made a single joke. They they screwed up, man. They screwed up. Yeah. Well, they continue to screw up. But I, I still stand by the fact that as far as we know at this point, it still seems like very much a non-story. A, a clerical error was made, essentially. And yeah, I'm not quite there with you anymore. It feels fine. like it feels like multiple, multiple I, I, clerical errors. Yeah, it's, uh, but when you talk about this, these were things that were go back to his time as a senator. I mean, yeah, no, they go way back. Decades of records that he is that, that has been kept that have been boxed up and put away and stored somewhere. How many senators, Congress people, and former senators and former Congress people do you think are like going through their every house they have, every file cabinet, and like burning anything they find? If they're smart, all of them, but I bet not enough is the answer to your question. Yeah. Because I'm sure this is not an isolated incident. I suspect it isn't as well. Let's take a one more break and then we have another story to cover before the close. We will be right back. Hey, FNFers, Judson here. Tino and I are always looking to interact more with our fantastic audience. If you have questions, ideas, complaints, or just need a friend, you can reach out to us at factsandfriends at gmail.com. That's facts, the letter N, friends at gmail. And if you want to make a more intimate connection, I'm on Twitter at the fault in my arse. Again, the fault, the letter N, my arse. And you can find Tino at Uncle Tortilla. We can't wait to hear from you. So enough about the Biden documents, Judson. Uh-huh. I want to talk about the upcoming election. What upcoming election? The, the impending races for president in Congress, of course. Our president in Congress? Those aren't happening for like two years. What? You think we're going to the polls next week based on the number of texts and emails I'm getting from Katie Porter these days? <laughs> yeah. Seriously, Katie, I like you. But it's barely 2023, and I can't even vote for you. There, there is one like special election happening in Virginia, I think, next week. I thought it already happened. Uh, maybe it was last week. I don't know. I've been, I, I've been getting a lot of emails, but I delete them out of habit now. Well, years away or not, I think we need to talk about potential Republican presidential candidate and America's worst governor, Ron DeSantis. Oh, God. Do we have to? I think we do. Okay, fine. I think we're going to get a lot of mileage out of this when DeSantis starts sort of distancing himself from Trump and attacking Trump. Everyone knows my husband, Ron DeSantis, is endorsed by President Trump, <laughs> but he's also an amazing dad. Ron loves playing with the kids. Build the wall. He reads the stories. Oh, then Mr. Trump said, 
You're fired. He's I reading Art of the Deal. He's teaching Madison to talk. Make America great again. People say Ron's all Trump, but he is so much more. Big League. So good. I just thought you should know. That is the most pathetic bootlicking shit I have ever heard. Isn't it? <laughs> it's stomach turning. I feel genuinely embarrassed for him that that exists. And I don't like the guy at all. I'm thrilled. <laughs> I mean, I'm also happy. That's that's true. But I, I mean, I feel like, wow, I am so sorry for you. Happy for us. Sorry for you. Well, I don't know about you, Judson, but I was deeply disappointed in Trump's attempt to come up with a nickname for DeSantis a few months ago. Oh, yeah, definitely. Desanctimonious is what he came up with. First of all, it's phoning it in. He outsourced that. He like they like team sat around. It wasn't it wasn't a Trump original is what I'm saying. Like he gave that all. He didn't, he didn't put any effort into it. Like you said, he phoned it in. He let his team deal, deal with it. Trump originals don't have that many syllables. Exactly. And they're, they're snappier and they really cut generally. The sanctimonious. Who does that even like? Who's mad about that? I don't find most of his cutting. No. Like little Marco or I don't think that's cutting. I think little Marco found it cutting. That was part of the. Part of the problem. Really? Yeah. Lion Ted. Yeah. Speaking of Lion Ted, if George Santos does end up sort of resigning in shame, do you think uh, DeSantos could have some legs? DeSantos. <laughs> Maybe. I'm also a little partial to Demantits, but... That's a pot kettle black situation there. <laughs> so... Yeah, I guess Trump can't exactly call someone out for having mantids. <laughs> well, Rickless Ronnie is back in the news again for a few reasons, Judson. See... Reckless Ronnie's good. I like that. We made up that name. And you'll hear it again in the bumper <laughs> when we play the commercial for Reckless Ronnie's Patriot Pit Stop. That's right. So getting back to the story, this week a judge ruled that law and order DeSantis violated the state's constitution <gasps> when he removed a prosecutor because he didn't like the prosecutor's political position. Smell that freedom, baby. <laughs> I'm so surprised. <laughs> DeSantis overstepped his his authority to attack someone who didn't agree with him politically. How could this happen? I'm just sh shocked. Absolutely flummoxed. Uh, do you remember this, Judson? He suspended the top prosecutor in Tampa, Andrew Warren, who was actually freely and fairly elected by the people. I think I remember that, but it was right when Roe v. Wade was overturned. It was a Dobbs decision, and, and the prosecutor said he. Oh, uh, because they said that they wouldn't. He wouldn't prosecute people who had abortions. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Warren sued, and a federal judge, his name's Robert Hinkle, ruled that the Santos had violated Warren's free speech rights, and he wrote, "A governor cannot properly suspend a state attorney based on policy differences." Okay. There's bad news though. Hinkle's a federal judge, so there's nothing he can do to reinstate the state attorney. Hmm. There's a law against it. So what does DeSantis do? He quickly declares victory. Victory by technicality. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Was that Ron DeSantis celebrating his fake victory with an air horn, or were testicles just exiting the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So he ignores the strongly worded repudiation of his actions and the call for him to reinstate Warren by the judge. It was a 59-page opinion, mostly like telling DeSantis how much he fucked up and how wrong he is and how he violated his own state's constitution. But nothing can be done. Something can be done. Pop the champagne. <laughs> and of course, I'm sure our listeners are familiar with the DeSantis don't say gay law. Yeah, I'm sure they are. Which now many red states are adopting as a model for similar legislation. It's like pretending the problem will go away if, well, first of all, not a problem, but like they have, they think they have a problem and they say they pretend like it doesn't exist, then it will just go away. Ah! That's not what they're doing. It's grooming. They're afraid that kids are going to think being gay is okay at a young age and grow up that way. And then they will be unable to push their anti-gay agenda onto them. They'll have no problem with gays. They don't, well, they don't understand how anything works, obviously. We established that. <laughs> right. So DeSantis is kind of just taking advantage of his brainwashed right wing's belief that there's this thing called wokeness. Right. Sure. And that it's damage, damaging the country. This nebulous thing they can't define, but they know it's bad. He recently prohibited Florida pension and disaster funds from investing in ESGs because apparently responsible and sustainable investing that takes environmental, social, and governance issues into account when considering investments is a bad thing. It's woke. 
And woke is bad, Tino. How is protecting the environment, LGBTQ rights, racial equity, voting rights, things like that, how is that all under the wokeness umbrella, particularly like environmental sanity? Because it has no actual meaning. It just encompasses all the things they don't like. I was thinking about this today. Like DeSantis and, and those like him are kind of part of this army of Don Quixotes, except their supporters believe the windmills are giants. <laughs> and they don't like windmills. Like, <laughs> they give you cancer. <laughs> we don't even need the giants in that analogy. Just, just hate windmills. Tilting at them all day. So the latest stomach-turning DeSantis attack on freedom was to reject a new advanced placement course on African-American studies. Because that's CRT. His education department declared this about the course. As presented, the content of this course is, is inexplicably contrary to Florida law and significantly lacks educational value. I mean, I'll believe the first part, but I don't believe the second part. Neither part is true. Okay. And, and they didn't sign the letter because, you know, it's better to hide your identity when being openly racist. I mean, it turns out no one can find a law that this violates. In Florida, there isn't one. Oh, they didn't have like an anti-CRT thing on the books? I thought they had passed something like that. No, the the stop wokeness or whatever the act is called, uh, part of it has been suspended. Ah, uh, okay. Gotcha. Because of free speech concerns. Shocking. But this comes after Florida banned math books for being quote unquote too woke. Remember that? Yeah, math, math is woke. Help me out, Judson. How does banning books and whitewashing our history translate into freedom? Because that's what Reckless Ronnie supporters think he stands for. That and owning the libs, which is more what it's about, I think. Right. But they, they scream like, oh, freedom, especially during COVID. Because like, you know what freedom means? It's just like wokeness. It has whatever meaning is politically, personally expedient. All it means is they're supporting what we want them to support. Exactly. And wokeness are all the things we don't want them to support. Right. Wokeness and freedom are essentially antithetical in their minds. They're the two sides of the coin. Uh, it's You can't be free and woke, I guess. The actual definition of woke being woke or what wokeness is has no relation to what they've translated it into which is part of the problem we're working with two different lexicons here well i got something you can be excited about judson the mantis has a new book coming out <laughs> i thought we agreed that we didn't like that name oh no you thought that i i quite like uh, it <laughs> oh okay you like it okay, okay i'm sorry go ahead then we did not agree ron didn't write it but it's about him a kid's book it's the latest in a series of children's books by mike huckabee mike huckabee wrote a book a kid's book about ron DeSantis. Well, he doesn't write them. Okay. So it's actually put out by the Mike Huckabee co-founded Everbright Media Group. Unfamiliar, but I'm sure it's terrible. Children's books might be a bit overly generous in terms of describing what really is Mike Huckabee's side hustle. I touched on this a little earlier, but the right loves to accuse the left of grooming children. Right. And every accusation. That's correct. Is an admission. <laughs> Huckabee yeah. and Everbright have actually released a series of child indoctrination books on a number of topics from COVID-19 to why the U.S. is a Christian nation. It's not. To his latest, A Kid's Guide to Ron DeSantis. Is this like a guidebook, like a map? Because I'm worried <laughs> what this is going to show kids about Ron DeSantis. It's not an anatomy book. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay, good. But before we get to Huckabee's most recent entry into kitty propaganda, um, did you know that the state of Arkansas paid over a quarter of a million dollars to send Huckabee's Kids Guide to COVID to Arkansas children? I did not know that. I'm a little disgusted. All about the grift. Mm -hmm. Always. One of the reasons then Arkansas Education Secretary Johnny Key gave for the huge purchase of books was that it would help kids, quote, have a better understanding of why we were asking them to wear masks. Okay. Funny story, Judson. The book actually discourages mask wearing, stating, <laughs> quote, face masks aren't recommended as a way of preventing coronavirus for healthy people. Oh, fucking Mike Huckabee. <laughs> not to pile on Mike Huckabee in this story that's really about Ron DeSantis. I do not want to pile on Mike Huckabee. <laughs> okay. Would you rather pile on Mike Huckabee or read a kid's book about Ron DeSantis's anatomy? I mean, I would read the book. Not to my kids. What if it's a live demo? Okay. Piling on Mike Huckabee it is. Okay. Uh, but an organization uh, associated with Huckabee spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on Facebook ads promoting a, a no-risk deal for educational booklets, uh, one of which was The Kid's Guide to President Trump. Okay, I do not want to read that one. <laughs> I actually have an illustration. I can uh, I can walk you through it. No, tell me, tell me more about okay. This, okay. this deal. 
<laughs> so they would get the book for free. They just had to pay shipping and handling. But according to the parents, it was a bait and switch scheme to trick them into signing up for monthly subscriptions without their knowledge. And they couldn't cancel them because they didn't sign up for in the first place. Of course, they couldn't cancel them. So let's talk about Huckabee's latest book in his child grooming series, The Kid's Guide to Ron DeSantis. Like I said, the book hasn't been released yet, but they've launched an ad campaign. The ad campaign suggests that DeSantis might be the next commander in chief. He might. It highlights his successes. Um throughout college and his naval career. But I'm actually looking forward to the book, Judson. Do tell. Since Huckabee slash Everbright Media have assured us that this is not partisan propaganda they're releasing, uh-huh. I think it's pretty safe that we're going to get chapters on, like, embracing homophobia, <laughs> killing Floridians through shitty COVID policy. How I killed your grandma. Using imaginary wokeness in support of white supremacy. Oh. You- Using poor human beings as political pawns. You remember that whole uh, immigrant busing thing? I do. A grown man's guide to romancing underage girls with alcohol. You remember when he was a teacher just out of college? He uh, he went to some parties that had alcohol with uh, underage high school age girls. That's the creepiest part for sure. It's just that's just creepy. Well, to prove that they are completely nonpartisan, coming up after the release of the educational guide to Ron DeSantis is a kid's guide to Hunter Biden's cock. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to think that's real. We'll be right back. Liberals have tried for years to ruin shopping for red-blooded, freedom-loving patriots like you. From their suffocating mask mandates to anti-Christian attempts to kill Christmas every year. Hell, they even canceled our vaccine Holocaust stars of David. Well, you don't have to put up with that PC bullshit anymore. Now you can shop like a true American at Reckless Ronnie's Patriot Pit Stop. At Reckless Ronnie's, we have all kinds of exclusive products for you and all your barely educated friends and family. Need baby clothes? Your newborn will look great this summer sitting in your locked car in the Walmart parking lot in our exclusive Get Fucked Fauci onesie. And don't you dare take your boat out on the water for some gay bashing aid circles unless you have this commemorative January 6th fire extinguisher. It's also perfect for beating the living shit out of the police we all support so strongly. We also have great gifts for your four-legged friends, like a full set of the Squad Chew Toys. Your pup just hasn't lived until he's ripped that obnoxious squeaker out of the shredded plush body of AOC. And hey, Let's face it, no COVID funeral would be complete without one of our high-gloss honey walnut dyed-free in Florida caskets. We've even partnered with cherished 80s star Ricky Schroeder on the biggest, baddest set of truck nuts you've ever seen. And for a limited time, with every purchase over $50, you'll get a free Stood My Ground Pass, allowing you or a friend to avoid any charges for shooting one person of color of your choice in cold blood. Shop now at Reckless Ronnie's Patriot Pit Stop and help us make America Florida again. Thank you all so much for listening to the show this week. The Facts and Friends podcast is written, directed, edited, and produced by the two of us. As we said at the top of the episode, help keep the show going by spreading the word about it to your friends and followers. And take a quick second to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. A couple of things we wanted to touch on before we end the show this week. Actually, there are probably like nine of them, but we only have time for a couple. (laughs) Three of them are Hunter Biden's cock, though, so. Only three? You didn't scroll down (laughs) far enough. Oh, I didn't. It's like seven. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> I was hoping to get your help as a white, straight, cisgendered dad. Oh, God, that's never a good sign. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to play some audio for you from another white, straight, cisgendered dad. And I'm just going to ask you to help me understand what the fuck this guy is talking about. I would not hire a man to babysit my kids for two hours so that my wife and I can go out for dinner. I would never do that. Now, if there's a man who's a close family member, a close friend who I, who I know very well and trust, it's obviously different. But I would not hire, when it comes to like hiring a babysitter, someone you don't really know, and you're hiring someone, this is what they do for a job, and you're bringing them in to watch your kids, I wouldn't hire a man for that. And almost no parent would or ever has. So he's saying that he is a sexist. That's what he's saying. And probably homophobic too, but mostly the sexism, I think. So would 
you also not hire a man to watch your kids? I mean, is that a common? There are many men. Because he's saying he's saying no one would. No, he's wrong. No, no people do. Wait, wait, wait. You said there are many men you would not hire? There are many women I would not hire, too. Okay, because I felt personally attacked. <laughs> I mean, apart from poisoning them against you, I would be a great babysitter for your kids. <laughs> Although your son has become a little bit too much like you, and I just don't want to hear him like... That's, no, that's fair. He's got he's to gotta, he's gotta hone that a little bit more. No, I was thinking more get rid of it altogether. <laughs> All right, so no male babysitters. I'm sure that's a common feeling among men. That feels to me, honestly, a bit like every accusation is an admission. Yeah, exactly. If if I'm honest, like I know if I were to watch kids, like no concerns pop into my head and no concerns about a man watching my kids pops into my head. Why would it pop into your head unless you had thoughts about exactly every accusation? By the way, that's some guy named Matt Walsh. Oh. He's a right wing sort of Tuckums wannabe. Yeah, I didn't recognize the voice. I do know who Matt Walsh is. Okay, I, d- I don't. Oh, he's terrible. He has some internet show. Yeah. So do you think you know where he's going with this, Judson? That's my question. Um... He wouldn't let a man watch his kids. Oh, so men can't be trusted with children, right? That's that's the the, the thrust of the story. That's that's where he started. Therefore, therefore, Johnny and his two dads are a problem. Almost no one would hire a male babysitter to babysit their kids, and yet we're 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 giving male couples kids to adopt. Does that make sense? Like, would you have hired these two guys? To come watch your kids for a night? Okay. Yeah. Oh, sweet, sweet logic. Where art thou? <laughs> you were saying that uh, that you thought this guy, every accusation is an admission, right? I got that vibe. I'm pretty sure Matt Walsh has said some really pedophilic friendly things before. Oh, dear. Now I wish I had those clips. Yeah, I will send you a, a YouTube video, and the title of it is, The Way Matt Walsh Talks About Underage Girls is Revolting. I'm looking forward. To, I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> Lastly, I couldn't decide if we should talk about abortion or do a segment of cooking with Tino, so I decided to combine the two. Oh no! Are we making? Are we cooking a placenta again? <laughs> it's a time <laughs> for cooking with a Tino. Texas Republican Bob Hall introduced a bill last week mandating that any food source that is, quote, manufactured using human fetal tissue be clearly and conspicuously labeled. What food sources are made that way? Well, that brings us to this week's recipe, Judson. <laughs> no, of course, the problem with Bob Hall's bill is that there's no such food. <laughs> I feel like if there were such a food, I, I think I'm okay with it being clearly and conspicuously labeled. But it doesn't exist. It doesn't, never heard of it's that. It's Don Quixote and the windmills again. <laughs> Exactly. They've invented a problem to get upset about and pass a bill that solves something that doesn't happen. They convince people that terrifying things exist, so they'll vote against their opponents. And it's really because their agenda is so repugnant, so anti-freedom, so anti-democracy, that they have to do these things. They have to conjure monsters. They have to steal power and cheat in order to remain relevant at all. Absolutely. Also on abortion, Justin, did you know Friday marked the 50th anniversary of the March for Life? That's a, a group created in 1973 to protest Roe v. Wade. I didn't know it was their 50th anniversary, but I do know that they are in D.C. this weekend. You know, I'm a little confused, though. It was created to protest Roe v. Wade. Why were they meeting on Friday? Can you protest something that doesn't exist? Controversy is brewing in Forest Hill Schools District tonight. A group met to protest the teaching of critical race theory in that district. Although the district says it doesn't teach CRT. Never mind, stupid question. (laughs) Protesting things that don't exist is like their jam. It's their whole strategy. Protesting imaginary things. Yeah, that's that's kind of how they how they work. Anyway, that's us done with this episode. Stay tuned in the stinger to hear a great ad from Josh Hawley's opponent for Senate in 2024, Lucas Coons. Oh yes, that's an excellent one. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, and we will chat next week. Take care, everyone. My name is Lucas Kuntz. I've done a lot of running in my life. Running to stay healthy. Running to fight for my country. Running to defend democracy. Oh, and by the way, that guy you're looking at, that's not me.
That's our current U.S. Senator Josh Hawley. This guy. Or maybe you'd better recognize him running for his life a few hours later. I swear, this coward's always running from something. And now, this is the guy who's writing a book telling every single one of us how to be a man. Now this is me, Lucas Kuntz, running for Senate. I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth, but I did have the support of my community, which made me who I am today. When things get tough, Missourians deserve a U.S. Senator who will stand up for them, not run away. That's why I'm running to replace Josh Hawley, because we couldn't be more different. When his banker daddy sent Joshua to a fancy prep school miles from his hometown, my family in Jeff City was relying on our neighbors to survive bankruptcy and medical bills. When he graduated from law school, he joined one of the world's most elite corporate law firms. I joined the Marine Corps to pay back the community that took care of me. When he was climbing the ladder to become another corrupt politician, I was serving my country and working to put an end to overseas wars. When giant corporations were stripping Missouri for parts, he attacked workers and shipped our jobs away, while I fought to take power back for American workers and small businesses. And when he voted against relief for vets like me who were exposed to toxic burn pits, I stood up alongside thousands of veterans to hold him accountable. I'm Lucas Kuntz, and I approve this message because Josh Hawley is a fraud and a coward. And by the time I'm done with him, the whole world's gonna know it. So keep on running, Josh. Keep on running.